Yeah. I was riding around in the V12 with the rags in the middle. Had to pray to Almighty God they let my dog out the kennel. When you get it straight up by the mud, you can't imagine this shit. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. It's your girl, Asia Abstin. I've missed you guys like crazy. It's episode 24, and um, I'm just glad to be back with you guys. As you know, or you should know, that was the dearly departed Nipsey Hussle with my current favorite song, Racks in the Middle. I had to open the show with that. Um, Since Nipsey died, I have been bumping that song. I wish I had been a bigger fan of his music or, or knew, excuse me, knew more of his music while he was living. I just don't really rock with um, L.A. rap, honestly. But that shit's a vibe. He's a vibe as a person. And truth be told, I was recording the day he died. When I found out he passed, uh, I was recording for the one-year anniversary episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast because we premiered that same week a year ago in 2018. And um, that news really fucked me up, truly. And not because I was this huge fan of his music. Again, I was really pretty ignorant to it. It wasn't my vibe. I don't listen to uh, LA shit like that. It was more about him as a person and what I knew of him as a person. You know, as a minority entrepreneur, Um, he's one of those people that we look up to in that community. So his presence was very prevalent among the, the youth that invest in real estate are interested in buying back the block, uh, spend our money in our own communities, our retail entrepreneurs like myself. So that's what I knew of Nipsey. So I didn't really know him as much as an artist. I knew him as a person who was using his platform for good and to spread the money mindset and wealth mindset amongst a community of disenfranchised people who don't know better, haven't been exposed to better. And even if they had been exposed to better, they weren't shown that this lane was cool. You know, nobody had really been making it fly as fuck to invest in real estate and invest in stocks, and be financially literate in your community, own your own masters, own your intellectual property in that rap community. Like, we can be on some gangster shit, but we can get this money and make sure our grandkids' kids get this money. And that's what I knew about him and liked about him. Uh, So it really hit me hard, as I know it hit many others hard, and it's still something that we grapple with, Because it's just so wild to be so young and doing so well and so positive minded and um, just to lose your life over some dumb shit just kind of knocked me off my feet, honestly, for a few days. Uh, It was just really sad and I wasn't in the mood to record. So I took a break from the show. Um, Among other things, I have been traveling because y'all know I can't sit my ass down. So I just got back from Monaco. I went to the Formula One Grand Prix in Monte Carlo. It was the 90th anniversary. That shit was a metro booming. Um, Y'all know I like money and I like all things luxury, all things expensive, all things fabulous. So to be in the world's richest country really, yeah, just it was a dream. It really was like 80% of the world's yachts were in Monaco and, uh, you know, 
that just was my entire wave. I had a blast. Uh, I did Brazil since I last spoke to you guys. I think where else did I go? Oh, I went to Aspen for the ski week. Shout out to all the weekers. It was like 500 of us that took over Snowmass in Colorado and had a fucking blast. Shout out to Eileen, my girl who went to Yacht Week with me. Um, that was fun. All we did was fall down the mountain. I had to get rescued on a snowmobile. Drunk skiing while black is not, listen, my life is is exciting enough. Why I thought I should fall down a mountain for four days on Hennessy is just, I, I, I cannot rationalize that with you. Honestly, I did it for the outfits, um, as I do many things. But that was a blast. Shout out to everybody that was on the ski week, uh, ski weekend in April. Oh, and lastly, I went to, this is not in order, obviously. It's just coming to me. Lastly, let me tell you how I played myself. I went to Dubai, my favorite city, uh, for Cinco de Mayo. Now, that makes no sense. I know that. I knew that when I booked it. <laughs> they do not have Cinco de fucking Mayo in Dubai obviously. But I just thought that was so funny. I was like, oh, should I go to Vegas or should I go to Dubai? Psh, always Dubai is the answer. Here is how I played myself. Apparently, I don't have enough Muslim friends because I had no clue that it was Ramadan, not a clue in the world. And just to refresh your memory or educate you, Ramadan is a religious holiday in the Muslim religion where they do not partake in anything kind of, let's go with seedy for lack of a better word. They don't party too hard. They don't swear. They don't drink. They don't do shit fun that I came to Dubai to do, which is cut up. They don't do none of that for 30 days. They don't eat it. They, you know, they fast for from sunup to sundown. Don't quote me on this, but that's the gist of it. So the first two days in Dubai, Metro booming, but I couldn't figure out why everything was called the closing party. Like, what do you mean close? It's May 1st. Closing party because for the next 30 days, we close because we are observing our religious holiday. And uh, that's exactly what they did. And it was so wild. Thursday and Friday night were Metro booming. That's what Dubai is. That's why I love it so much because the partying is so fun and so crazy. And it does rival Miami. And then the second two days, ghost town, honey. I stayed at the Versace mansion the first two nights. And then we moved over to Five Palm. Shout out to Sarah. Hey, girl. And um, like the whole zhuzh of the five palm is the lobby and how you can see this gorgeous Olympic size swimming pool from the lobby, from the, from the fucking valet, you can see everything. Nope. Trick two. Once Ramadan starts, they take like this clear ish. What's the word I'm looking for? Not transparent, not translucent. Opaque. Opaque. Does that make sense? Opaque film. And they cover up, the entire view. It's just, it's wild. Why would I go to Ramadan? Why would I go to Dubai during Ramadan? That's how ignorant my ass is. I will never make that mistake again. Shout out to anyone who has ever done some dumb stuff like that while traveling. Um, it's good to know I'm not the only one. <sighs> okay, so that was a good catch up, friends. That's what I have been up to and why I have not been recording because my ass ain't been home, but 
three days out of the past two months, sadly. But now I'm back and I am refocused on the show and rejudged and re-energized. And I just missed you too much not to catch up. So let's just dive in and let it talk about some heavy shit. And that is the abortion ban that has been going on in this country the past few months. And this shit is bonkers. Like what decade, what century are we in that we are still discussing reproductive rights to uteruses or uteri? I don't know the plural of that. That don't belong to us. Mind your business. When it's your uterus, you can do what you want. But no, states like Alabama highly disagree. So just to catch you up, um, in recent weeks, states like Alabama, Ohio, um, who else? Kentucky, Mississippi, Georgia, and Louisiana have lost their goddamn minds and are instating these absurdly ridiculous abortion bans where basically for okay so Alabama for example they're saying that abortion is illegal period in all circumstances whether you've been raped whether you can afford this baby whether the baby has a birth defect regardless of what your circumstances are whether you just don't want to be pregnant and you and your man don't want to be pregnant. Whatever the circumstances are, uh, Alabama is not with the shits. That is the law that has been recently passed by their governor. And it is, I uh, mean, I don't have the vocabulary to explain to you how asinine and absurd this crap is. Like, we have moved past this. Roe v. Wade went to the Supreme Court 30 plus years ago. Why are we revisiting the pack, like it's done sis like drop it let it go and what it really boils down to you know these people that advocate for these bills and laws are not pro-life people that's what they call themselves because that sounds cute uh there is no pro-life versus pro-choice that's stupid there is they're not pro-life people is what I'm trying to say the reason is because if they were pro-life they would be pro-life of lives that are already being lived and established and human beings, women who are walking this planet and have the right to choose over their own lives that are already happening. These daughters and mothers and sisters and friends and co-workers and bosses and teens and, you know, whatever age they are and whatever their socioeconomic background is, that is the life that is a priority in this case. The adult who has to sit with this decision of this baby till the day they die, that is the life that is paramount, not a group of cells that equates to almost nothing at the stage that they're talking about because these bans are in effect at the six-week mark. Six weeks is nothing. Millions and millions of women can be six weeks pregnant and not have a clue. That means that you just missed your period two weeks ago. Anyone who's ever had a period in their lives knows that two weeks past your period does not automatically alarm you to think, oh, I'm pregnant. So it is just ridiculous that these men who have never menstruated in their lives, 25 old ass white men, to be exact, can decide 
what a hundred million women should be doing in their uterus. I just, this is beyond me. Why is this still a conversation? Like we don't tell y'all what to do with your penises. We don't, we don't care. It's not inside of us. So we minding our own business. And if you are so pro-life, what programs are going to be put into place to help these women and these families take care of these children once these children are here? You demanded that I have it. Where's the support? Where is the support going to be when I need, you know, time off work when I'm not feeling well and, and nauseous and sick? Where is the support going to be for prenatal care? Where Who's funding daycare once this child is around? What type of uh, food programs are there going to be to support these children? Who's paying for their education? Who's clothing them and feeding them and paying for child care and making sure they are good and straight for the rest of their lives? Because I'm telling you that I don't want to do it because I'm aborting. And when I say want, I mean that in a very lax term. I'm saying I've chosen that this is not right for me. So who is going to be responsible from this point? Because you're demanding that I keep this baby. Who is going to help me? And if that's the case, it should be illegal for a man to leave a woman. If nobody, if I can't get an abortion, he can't leave. That's it. We stuck together. Some of these laws are saying that for a woman to miscarry, is illegal, basically, because they can come in and do an investigation to find out if you did anything to miscarry your baby on purpose. You know how absurd that is, how traumatizing it is for millions of women every day, millions of families who go through miscarriage. And on top of that, you're going to come investigate it to see if I purposefully hurt my baby in some way. These laws want to penalize doctors for even performing abortions and give them years and years um, in prison. And they are closing abortion clinics. And this is going to be the fucking 1920s all over again in some back alleys with some coat hangers and lives will be lost. You so pro-life, the lives of mothers and daughters and sisters will be lost because they will be forced to go through drastic measures to um, terminate these pregnancies. And it's just absurd and we cannot allow this to proceed. Um, And for those of you who feel like, well, it's not my city, it's not my state, it doesn't affect me, bullshit. These people know what they are doing. So their grand master plan is one state at a time to start repealing laws that are in effect to keep abortion safe and legal so that this issue can be taken to the Supreme Court. And these um, right-wing Republicans think that they have a really good choice or excuse me chance of not only this going to the Supreme Court but Roe versus Wade being overturned reason being y'all president somebody president has um put all of these Republican Supreme Court justices in so they're gonna back him and the support will be there and they think that they are going to overturn the Supreme Court's decision what that means is Abortion will then be illegal in the entire United States. So it's one state today and another tomorrow. And guess what? Once it makes it to the Supreme Court, shit could get real 
spicy. And, you know, had you asked me this three years ago, I would have said no way in hell that would never happen. But that was in an era before a monkey from reality TV could become president. So, you know, I didn't expect that to happen. I would have never bet that (laughs) my last time. And here we are. Alas. So that is what makes me so terrified that this could actually come to fruition. If you want to, you know, be a decent human being and put a stop to this and do your part, donate to the ACLU, donate to places like the Yellow Hammer Fund, donate to Planned Parenthood, speak out, call your state representatives let them know that you are against this. And this is this goes for men too. It is your responsibility as well to speak up for women, period. Your silence means that you agree with this shit. And, you know, when it's, when it's your turn and you done cut up and made a mistake and homegirl agrees that it's a mistake and you guys want to make a different choice and you can't and you will be with that baby for the rest of your life, guess what? It's not going to be cute then. So we all need to speak up now and, you know, make our voices heard and let these governors know that this shit will not be tolerated and we will revolt, honey. Oh, that's a lot. But that's exactly what's going on in these streets. A lot. If you watch The Handmaid's Tale like I do, uh, top five television show of all time, by the way, then you know that this is the beginning of a terrifying time in potential American history, honestly, because on one hand, the show is so far-fetched. On the other hand, this shit is getting too real. Things like this, um, human rights, reproductive rights, wars against women uh, are really happening in our lives in 2019. And that's how Handmaid's Tale begins the TV show. At least I haven't read the book yet. So It's just super scary to see, to be watching a TV show like that and this be so relevant in our times. If you're not watching Handmaid's Tale, you need to catch up. I think the new episode starts like tomorrow, the new season, so hurry up and catch up. Um, Yeah, shit's real. In other lighter, better, happier news, Jay-Z's a billionaire. I mean, my favorite rapper of all time, hopefully yours as well, is officially a billionaire. The Forbes list just dropped and just announced it. And we all knew Jay had super long money, shit forever. But to hear that he is the first hip hop star to make that title, you know, it just means a lot to all of us in the community, all of us who dropped out of college, all of us who are black and didn't come from anything, all of us who didn't take the traditional route to make it to that billionaire list, to come from nothing and make it to that billionaire status on blood, sweat and tears is just, it's monumental for the community, for anybody that looks up to Jay-Z and we just are, we love him. I'm speaking for all of us. We love him. So, you know, his portfolio is diverse, obviously, from his music catalog to title to Duce to Uber to Ace of Spades, Rock Nation, just on his own. I mean, um, his art 
portfolio, his real estate investments, a billion dollars, people. Like on top of the fact that his wife is worth a half a billion on her own. I think 400 million actually. Uh, It's just inspiring and motivational and the definition of get rich or get drunk trying, you know, especially with his champagne portfolio being worth $300 million as far as Ace of Spades goes. And you know that that popped off on some racist crystal shit. That's what you do. You take a negative and make it into a positive and make that positive into $300 million. Okay. Oh, um, also in the news was Serena Williams being the first athlete to make Forbes's self-made richest women in the world list at $225 million. Um, Serena Williams is probably the single greatest athlete of all time. Period. Mic drop. Boom. I can, I need to learn how to do sound effects because I should really insert a boom right there. But boom. In the meantime, this woman is just a beast in every aspect of the word. That drive, that determination, the blood, the sweat, the tears, having the baby coming right back to dominate again, um, like breathing athleticism and to compound that with the business mind and savvy to not just be the face of a brand, but to become the brand, to decide to become a venture capitalist on top of being the greatest athlete of all time is just beyond me, beyond inspiring, beyond um, motivational. Serena's niche is to work with startups that are women-based are minority based and clearly that shit is working for her. She's got a huge chunk of change in Bumble, which is a conglomerate on its own and $225 million. Come on now. (laughs) Like round of applause for bad bitch 101 Serena Williams. So you're just going to conquer sports, conquer money, conquer wife life conquer momhood if that ain't goals like I don't know who y'all goals are but that is goals for millennial women like me for sure hands down uh in other money news I think it's fine time for a get rich tip this week and that one is all about your mindset the money mindset is every folks I don't know why y'all don't believe me I have been preaching you the same thing for I don't know how many weeks now and you guys are not soaking this shit in yet so let me remind you how important it is to tell yourself you deserve to be rich you've earned it it is in the cards for you the universe thrives off of your prosperity and if you don't tell yourself that if you don't start to believe that like you believe water is wet and the sky is blue it will not happen for you or if it does happen for you that uphill climb is going to be 10 times harder than it has to be 
when you believe in yourself positively and correctly and believe in your wealth and your prosperity, okay? Wealth starts in the mind. Success starts in the mind and in the heart. It does not start, I guarantee you, it does not start on the end of a piece of paper from some college that you leave owing them $100,000. That's not how this works. Money and wealth and success and prosperity start in your mind, period. If you learn nothing else from me, learn that. Um, I'll hit you with a quote from Jen Sincero, writer of You Are a Badass at Making Money. I've told you guys about this book before. And she says, one of the biggest obstacles to making lots of money is not a lack of good ideas or opportunities or time or that we're too slovenly or stupid. It's that we refuse to give ourselves permission to become rich. And um, I think a lot of us have money rejection complexes. We think money is bad. We think money is evil. We think that poverty is, um, or not even poverty, just what's the word I'm looking for? Mediocrity is, is safe and is best and is, you know, righteous. And it ain't. And I can just tell you flat the fuck out. Whoever told you that was a liar, period. And the fact that you don't believe that you should be wealthy and prosperous is the reason that you are not. It ain't helping you. It would behoove you to change your mind and tighten up your mindset. That is how rich people think they deserve wealth. They are right for wealth. Money loves them. Money is attracted to them. I know this because that's how I talk about myself. And it's 100% true for me. It is a life-changing affirmation. Tell yourself every single day, 10 times a day, every time a negative thought comes into your mind about your finances, make it a complete about face and say that shit out loud. Write it on a post-it and put it on your steering wheel and look at it every day that you deserve wealth and abundance in your finances, period, starting today. And I guarantee you, it will change your life, period, and the lives of all the people around you. Getting that money mindset is the most important, paramount, imperative, must-do thing that you have to do. You can have every app and every investment um, tip on planet earth. If you don't believe in your heart of hearts that wealth and prosperity is, is deserved for you personally, you will get absolutely nowhere. Okay. And that's coming from, I mean, the get rich or get drunk trying fucking master. So clearly I know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Write that down. Now let's talk liquor because I've been inspired. Shout out to my girl, Chloe. I got this cocktail from her. She calls this a sip 75. And this is going to be your get drunk cocktail of the week, guys. So to prepare a sip 75, you will need 1.5 ounces of Douce XO. Shout out to Jay-Z. Let's go ahead and support the billionaire and get another bottle of Douce. A half ounce of St. Germain. 0.25 ounces of agave syrup or simple syrup a half ounce of lemon juice, throw all those ingredients into a shaker, fill with ice, shake, strain, and pour into a champagne glass. Top that with one ounce of Ace of Spades and you are good to go. Maybe garnish with like a lemon peel 
and you're all set. That's a sip 75 brought to you by my dope ass friend, Chloe got flow. Next time I come over, Chloe, you better make me some of those. Um, yeah, I'm in the, now I'm in the mood for a cocktail. I should go at who's open this late. Anyway, I have missed you guys so much and I'm so glad you're back with me on episode 24 of the get rich or get drunk trying podcast. It's your girl, Asia Absent. As always, it's been a pleasure to rock with you. Like the show, subscribe to the show so you can get the updates on the episode. Catch me at Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I love you guys dearly. And I will catch you next week where we'll get into some more shenanigans, okay? Be good in the meantime. Love ya. <laughs>